I came to the, the, the church this morning, and as I'm going into the back door, there's a little uh, area there uh, outside, and two birds just kind of flew away. And I thought, isn't it a shame that, that birds fear us? Why, why can't we live in harmony? And God said, all right, Mr. Francis of Assisi, here you go. And then this little guy came in. He's been here for about, uh, it's been almost about four hours now. And um, we've, we've tried everything. I've, I've sat in silence. Um, I have waved the flag uh, there inside. We've put uh, seat cushions um, in the windows. Um, symbolically, I guess it looks like we're mooning everyone on the outside. <laughs> and uh, nothing, nothing's worked. So uh, I hope that uh, we can all uh, live with nature. You know, if we were outside, this wouldn't be a problem. Because the bird would be in here, and they'd be all right. But um, yeah, so if this is your first time here, uh, this doesn't normally happen. This is from Matthew chapter 9, verses 2 through 8. And some people were carrying to him a paralyzed man lying on a stretcher. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, child, your sins are forgiven. Then some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, perceiving their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Stand up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he then said to the paralytic, Stand up, take your bed, and go to your home. And he stood up and went to his home. And the crowd saw it. They were filled with awe, and they glorified God, who has given such authority to human beings. I want to create the scene for you on, on what we just read there. Uh, Jesus is uh, hanging out. Um, there are a lot of times when Jesus did just, just hang out with, with people. He was very much a, uh, a hands-on uh, person, and we all, so many times we, we watch uh, dramatizations and stuff, and they always look like Jesus is just always walking around, you know, just all holy and everything like that and sad and uh, tall. And so um, that's wrong. But uh, he would love to just sit with people. He loved to learn about people. He loved to hear their stories. He loved to tell stories. And so I want us just to kind of get that into our our vision of, of when we read this scripture, it's not, uh, scripture's not up here, it's, it's down here, it's on earth, it's, it's with us, it's stories, beautiful stories. And Jesus is sitting with folks, and he's just talking with them, and sharing, maybe they're having a meal. Uh, it seems like Jesus was always eating, too, in the Bible. Um, and then some friends bring this guy in on a, on a mat um, and they, they lay him before Jesus. And Jesus looks at him, and it's almost as if he knows that person. And he just says, your, your sins are forgiven. And the people around him, the religious leaders, they're really nervous about this Jesus guy because this Jesus guy is doing things that... Well, it just makes them nervous, you know, because they have certain, for years, they've had certain ways that, that religion is supposed to be. 
It's supposed to be this way. You have these people that are in. You have these people that are out. You have this line, and no one crosses that line. We have the authority and all of this kind of stuff, and you don't, you don't mess with that. And so far, Jesus, right from the start, has just been messing with that. And he's creating quite a following. And some of these religious leaders have followed him because they're actually curious. And they're saying, what is it that he's doing? Some of them are following him because they are so cautious that he could be just screwing things up. Now, we always see the religious leaders as these villains in the, in the piece. And some of them were, but some of them were not. Some of them were just scared that Jesus was rocking the boat. It's not the way that they were used to, and they were worried that their, uh, their, their traditions and their values were going to teeter, and that the, the, their faith was going to be fragile. And so, when Jesus sees this person and says, uh, your sins are forgiven. What he's saying is something that they only give to God. The, the power that they only give to God. Is anything happening over there? Did the bird fly out? You know, this happens whenever I preach. That's, no matter what happens. Did you? Yeah, go ahead and close that door too. No one else is leaving until I'm finished. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Where, where was I? <laughs> so Jesus is, 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 is uh, frightening some of these folks. And so they say he's blaspheming, meaning he's going against God. He's, he's, he's not following God. And Jesus looks at them. And he says, okay, let's put it in plain English here. What, which is easier for you? Uh, for me to show you that I have the authority. Authority is something that I've always struggled with. Uh, I was, uh, believe it or not, when I was younger, I was considered myself kind of a, a hippie, you know? I know you need hair for hippies, but I'm still, uh, you know, so authority always shook me up a little bit. I was always, you know, I was the class clown in, in uh, uh, school and, and things like that, and so I was always kind of, uh, going against authority. So when I hear authority, I always think of people that are, you know, in power, and some of those people have abused it and, and things like that. Um, and Jesus says, to prove to you that I have the authority, I'll, I'll just say this, get, get, take your mat, and get up, and, and go on home. And the person does this, and gets up and goes home. And so when, we, when I see that, I have to relook at what the, the word authority means. You know, authority for me was something to fear. Maybe we, maybe we, we add a different word to this. Maybe we add the word permission. Like instead of Jesus saying that I have the authority, Jesus saying, I can give permission. I can give permission for you to, to be in the kingdom of heaven. I can give permission to you, for you to be a part of this. I can give permission for you to be loved. I can give permission for you to be free. Seems a little less scary that time when you say that, the word permission. But as we know, the religious leaders, well, some of them will continue to struggle with this, even though they see something like this happen. They, they, the scripture says that the people were amazed by this, but I also know that there were, uh, as you read on, you'll know that there are religious leaders that are still doubting and still troubled by this because it goes against what they are used to. 
You see, if someone that was in this state, uh, oftentimes in this culture, they were seen as a sinner. If something was wrong with you, it means because you did something wrong. You angered God in some way. And so for Jesus to say this, uh, he was doing a lot of radical things here because not only was he saying, uh, you're okay now. He was also saying, uh, you're welcome now. Uh, the society at that time is if with a lot of people that were like this, were often banished outside of the inner circle of society. And a lot of times they weren't even allowed in the church, you know, because you had angered God in some way. And Jesus, just in that word, get up, was telling everybody around him that he has the authority to welcome whoever he wants. Whoever he wants. And uh, in all the scripture that I've ever read, I've never seen him turn anyone down. That door is open. Figuratively, today. It's not... <laughs> But life can be scary for people, and religion can be darn scary for people. It can be scary for the religious leaders, but it can also be scary for the people that are the bystanders. Because the people that are the bystanders have seen that the, when it comes to religion, those guys are in charge. Those are the ones that, for years, have had that say. You were raised to know that they had that say. And now here comes this guy that had never never studied theology, never been part of the thing. He just is this guy. He's dressed like everybody else. And he's giving authority. And it's working. You know, in the movies, we always, we always see the, the, at the enactment of uh, the person always looks like a, you know, the, the person that is uh, downtrodden or whatever. They always look so innocent, don't they? They just look like a little puppy you know, and Jesus comes and lays his hand on them and they just, they raise and they just start throwing, you know, flowers everywhere and they just, they're happy and everything lives good and all that stuff. And it's, it's to set up that the religious leaders are the, the villains and the people that Jesus saves are all people that we would want in the kingdom anyway. It's really easy to open the door when you have people that are like you. It's real easy. Uh, it's comfortable thing that really messes us up is when we get somebody uh, that makes us uncomfortable. You know, kind of like that bird today. That bird has stayed with us uh, for about four hours. I got here early. Um, I always get here early. And I'm going through the, the, the little, the, like the PowerPoint slides and things like that. And I'm thinking, there's a, I opened the, the doors. And I thought, there's a sound here that's you know, the, the, one bird's really loud. And I looked up and there he was. And immediately I got uncomfortable because I thought, that's not supposed to be in here, you know. And I, uh, I tried different techniques. That flag out there, our little uh, welcome flag, I, I brought it in here. And I stood um, over here and I tried to wave it to try to get the bird to fly out the door, you know? I even did the dumb thing where you open the door and you know, and you, you look at the bird and you go, it's right here, you know, just look at me going out the bird, you know, I'm just looking at the, you know? And every once in a while I'd act like I'm flying, you know? And the, 
The bird would have none of that, and the, the, the more that I shook that flag at it, the more the bird, uh, I'm not sure the bird was even thinking about the opening. It was, the bird was just now thinking about how to avoid that flag. Uh, it knew it was in danger. And so it wasn't able to think about, you know, how's my plan for escape? How's my out on all this kind of stuff? It just had, this is, this person's trying to harm me and how to avoid it. And so then I tried to, uh, I, I got on Google and I, I looked at all that kind of stuff and it, and it told me, you know, the, the, one, the worst thing that you can do in those situations is to make the bird afraid. Because when the bird's afraid, it just acts on instinct, and that is to just, you know, fly amok, and sometimes it can just panic. And I realized that what I was doing was only making that bird afraid. And so I shut all the lights off, and I opened that door there. I closed the blinds, and I sat in silence for, uh, well, until people started coming. Um, and the bird was starting to calm down, but I still think that bird was untrusting because of what I did with that flag. It had flown into a place that it was different and unusual, and the first thing that it sees is, you know, a short, fat, bald guy waving a, you know, thing like this. Um, and it was frightening. You know, a lot of people during Jesus' day were, were very much like that bird. Uh, they were different. They, they didn't fit in with the norm of what society said, the, this is the norm. Uh, you know, and they found themselves in a position where people were uh, afra even afraid of them or um, judgmental of them. Uh, but most of them just didn't, didn't want them. And so it, and if you were somebody that uh, was uh, considered on the outside, you knew what it was like to have people waving things at you. Uh, usually the message was to get out. Uh, not here you don't. And one of the places that did that a lot was the temple, the religious leaders. They would often say, you're not here not in this house. And they would be treated like that, that bird. Isn't it funny that the bird found its way out after we just started just accepting that the bird was here? I don't know if that's what helped calm the bird down. The bird never, uh, before service, the bird never went into the kitchen area over there. It just stayed uh, in this area, panicked. And so the fact that it was starting to explore more, I almost think that it was starting to feel a little bit more um, at ease and maybe was actually feeling like, okay, uh, these are the opportunities that I have. The, these are, it started to see more doors open because we just uh, went on with our joy and our laughter and our songs. And that bird was welcome. And so the bird started to feel a little bit more comfortable, and then the bird started to feel that it could actually pick up its mat and go home. 
We know nothing about the person that was in this situation. The one thing that we do know is that uh, it was a man, and we do know that he was incapable of moving. Uh, there are actually some theologians that think that he was uh, incapable of moving not because of a physical ailment, but actually because of a mental one. Because he had carried so much in his life, uh, so much uh, either sins that have happened to him or sins that he brought on himself. We always talk about sin as if it's a, a bad thing, and sometimes in churches we don't like to use the word sin, but remember, sin is just anything that keeps us from experiencing love, experiencing God. Uh, we can do that to ourselves or we can do that to others. You know, when we stand in the way of God's love, uh, we are off the mark. That's what sin actually, uh, the, the derivative of the, the word comes from an archery term of being off the mark. If someone was in archery and they would miss, the person would go sin. You're off the mark. And so again, we use words like authority. But if we change that word and think of it in other terms, other synonyms like permission, granting, welcoming. And if we take this with the word sin and we give that another synonym of like its origin of just being off the mark, not being focused on God's love. And this person, what if this person that was carried in and sitting on this mat was a person that at one time was very mobile, but over his life he had carried things. Over his life he had done things. Maybe he wasn't the little puppy. Maybe he was a jerk. Maybe he spent his life being the person that continually pushed people away. Maybe he lied. Maybe he cheated. Maybe he took himself first over the expense of other people. Maybe he was off the mark on so many occasions. And now, in his adult years, maybe those burdens built so much on him, and they became such a mental anguish that he could no longer move. You ever feel like that in your life? Either, you know, depressed or angry or where you just can't move? You just don't have the energy anymore? We, we often look at people and we say, oh, paralysis, okay. I don't have that. I'm good. We try to cross our legs, but we can't because the stool's too high. But... Again, if we take a little another synonym, you know, route and think about just immobility. Maybe we've all felt that way sometimes. Maybe we have all felt because we just had too much going on in our lives. We've done so much in our lives. We felt so guilty. Or maybe we've had things happen to us. Or maybe the situation that we were in just felt like it had no out. That maybe we just felt stuck, immobile, frozen, paralyzed. And maybe because of that, the way that we treat mental illness and things like that in our world, people started pointing fingers and saying, that's a choice. 
You know, you can have cancer and people will feel sorry for you, but if you have something emotional going on, which is still a physical part of you, people will start to say, that's a choice. You can just pull yourself out of that. And we start to tell ourselves that. And so we don't ask for help. We don't, we don't ask for assistance. And we just become frozen. I think the heroes in this story were the friends. No matter what this guy did, no matter what was keeping him down, no matter what was he had support. He had friends that said, I, I, you know, I know, I know a way here. There's this guy. Uh, I know that you're in a position that you can't move. But instead of saying, you can do this, or this is just a, a choice, or have a better attitude, they said, let us carry you. Let us carry you. Let us be there for you. We don't know how long they carried him. In the movies, you know, they just walk in the door like they've been camped out outside. They could have lived blocks away, miles away. This could have been a journey of days. And those friends carried him because they loved their friend. They loved him. And so they carry this person in here, and he's there, and he has no idea. And some of the people, some of even the religious leaders might have been saying, you, you, can't, you can't cure this guy. He's a twit. He's a jerk. We've seen this guy. He's a moron. We hate him. He's not like us. And that's when Jesus said, I see you. I see you. I know you. I know you. And those sins, those off-the-mark times, those things that you've been carrying, you are released. Pick up your mat and go on home. Today is a new day. And that's what freaked everyone out. We always focus on the, the, the miracle of the raising. But maybe the true miracle is the accepting and the love and the welcoming and the cherishing. Maybe when we just sit back and allow someone to be loved for who they are, they have the strength to pick up their mat. Worked for the bird. I'm sorry he missed this. Jesus is about acceptance. Jesus is about welcoming people. Jesus is about love. Jesus is about kindness. And all of this are synonyms of authority. And so if we acknowledge the authority of Jesus, then it's up to us to also acknowledge love and kindness and acceptance and welcoming. And yes, forgiveness. <laughs> I, I hope that you, when you come to neighbors, I hope that you feel comfortable here. I, I hope that you feel uh, welcome here. 
there, there's a lot of things in the, in the world today where people are waving their arms, they're, they're, they're uh, throwing you know, their, their flags, they're flapping their, their wings. They're, they're scared. And I hope this is a place where we can um, sit comfortably, acknowledge the fact that we may not agree on everything, acknowledge the fact that we are individuals, but also acknowledge the fact that we can be part of a community, a welcoming community, a welcoming spirit, and one that allows people to fly in and out. Love God, love yourself, love your neighbor. Amen.